Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode number 78, I am joined by Emma O'Neill. Emma is one of my very best friends in the world's daughter. This is a wonderful conversation. I only have a few guests who are in their 20s, Emma being, I think, the third only. And to have the wisdom that Emma has gained through a really really harsh year, I have to be honest, that she refers to in the podcast. And she's now on the other side of that thinking, I need to prioritise myself sometimes. I need to prioritise my self-care. And to be able to hear a young woman have that wisdom is wonderful. For it to be somebody I love too is even better, of course. So often I listen to women much older than Emma and they've gotten to that place but it took a lot longer so no matter what age you are please do enjoy this really honest conversation that's so heartfelt and if you do want to listen to the wisdom of her mum Barry Cameron you can hear that all the way back in episode four and she was talking about life being a roller coaster and accepting what comes and I think that they probably both really resonate with each other. So please do enjoy. Emma, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You're very welcome. Tell us a wee bit about you. So my name is Emma O'Neill. Um, to you, I think I'm probably your fairy goddaughter, you officially. Uh-huh. Um, I am the lovely Vary Pano has also featured on your podcast's daughter. Mm-hmm. I am... 29, I was going to say I was 28 there, but I'm definitely 29. Married to a wonderful husband, Paul, and a dog mama to mm-hmm. an absolute riotous Labrador called Baxter. Yes. So that is me. Aha, uh-huh. and the, the dog was was a pandemic? He was a Arrival. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, very much influenced by my mother and stepmother, who mm-hmm. got together after what had been not just a mental year because of the pandemic, but because of multiple other reasons, and thought the way to make make me happy was a puppy. So they got clubbed together and uh, Baxter was formed. Um, uh-huh. So yes, uh-huh. we've been very fortunate and very blessed. It was um, the, the best thing to come out of 2020 for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And I've obviously known you for an awful long time, but we're only going to talk about what, what you're going to talk about in this. So, and I can't wait to hear all the beautiful wisdom that I know is going to come out your laps just now. Emma, tell me, what do you know for sure? What I know for sure is that to successfully look after other people who need you, you have to look after yourself first. And how did you get to knowing that? Well, as I sort sort of alluded to briefly, 2020 was a bit of a disastrous year for us, myself and my husband, sort of going into early 2021 even without the pandemic I think the pandemic was kind of seems a bit strange to say but the pandemic was almost a bit of a blessing mm-hmm. for my husband and I because it gave us that little bit of breathing space of thing the world slowed down a little bit didn't it people you didn't have the crazy social lives etc so early on in 2020 I found out I was pregnant and very sadly we had a miscarriage about 12 weeks and then subsequently after that, between my husband and I, we lost three very close family members. One in October, my, my papa passed away. And then we lost my mother-in-law at 59 in January after a stint in hospital. Not None of it COVID-related, 
And then after my mother-in-law passed away, my husband and I, and primarily myself, became a carer to a, a family member on my husband's side and a daughter who's got learning difficulties. And subsequently, the mother of the daughter passed away quite quickly after that as well. So at 29, my husband and I both became working full-time career people, desperately trying to progress in their careers and full-time carers at the same time, as well as coping with horrific grief, all sort of merged into one. Also, at the same time, we were dealing with beautiful Carol, who we are so blessed to have in our lives, regardless of the circumstances. She does have sort of special needs and, and requirements out with sort of normal day-to-day life. We were trying to deal with her losing her mum at the same time. And for quite a long time, it was a case where I was... Can you hear Baxter? We can, but we're loving it. You're fine. He's <laughs> <laughs> just wanting to say that he was involved too. I think at the same point, we were trying to teach her sort of that the grief process was okay. And I thought that I was coping with it really well and thought, you know what, I'm powering through this. But it came to a point where I realised that I couldn't do everything. Mm. I couldn't look after her in the way that she deserved. I couldn't look after my husband who'd just lost his mum. I couldn't look after myself and really needed to just take a big step back and think about the bigger picture and how everybody was then going to be able to be best cared for in that scenario. Uh-huh. And because because I do know you, I suppose I can reflect that you've always spun all the plates. And yes. in a lot in a lot of the work I do that could just be who you are, who you innately are, is there's lots of us who have that arranger within our strengths and that is who we are. We like to spin the plates and it's how we work to show up in the world. And actually realising that you were spinning all the plates and you thought you liked spinning all the plates to, I can't possibly spin all the plates. Yeah. Was that difficult to come to terms with, Emma? It was. I think the other thing to mention is that I got a, a, my boss at work had always been fantastic and I got, just as Paul's mum passed away in January, an opportunity that I couldn't refuse for a promotion. So I'd went from doing a job that I loved to another job that I loved, but much more high pressure, delivering far more than what I had been in the past and, and didn't want to refuse it because, as you said, I love spinning the plates. And it took quite a long time for me to realise, so if that all happened in January, it's only been in the past sort of six to eight weeks that I've actually stepped back and realised, you know what, I can't do all that. And it was difficult to admit. I can remember I phoned my boss to say to him, like, I just need to let you know that I'm struggling here. And it's not that I'm struggling with my work. It's everything around it. And actually, I came off the phone from of talking to him and burst into tears because it was like this huge weight had come off my shoulders of just being able to admit that actually, the admit, admitting that's not a failure, admitting that's actually a good thing. It, it was making me more powerful and feeling that I was more in control of the situation, wasn't it? Because I had been able to say, look, I just need to review exactly what's happened and I need to figure out how I'm going to be able to best deal with this. And I know that I now can't do that Mm -hmm. by myself. 
And so say it because I know that you're in this having a wee bit of time off and that you've had a lovely day before we've met on Zoom to record this, that you've been in a wee spa, you've been in a wee jacuzzi and all that today. And so you're feeling nice and relaxed. Have you found it easy to slow down or has that been a journey, Emma, for you to actually say, I can enjoy doing nothing? Because some people can't enjoy doing nothing. I know, I know you're right. And I think I'm now at the end because I took two weeks off and these were two planned weeks off because in and amongst all of this, as you also know, I'm in the process of a house renovation because we moved house last year and I currently have got um, no kitchen, living room or dining room. So at the start of the first two weeks, the the two weeks off, I I thought I was going to struggle to slow down. But actually turning off my work computer, turning off my mobile phone and actually just telling people exactly what I'm available for and what I'm not was fantastic. And actually, I don't, this is the first time. And I think my changed mindset has allowed me to slow down for these past two weeks because I have had time off. I did that really stupid thing where I thought I was invincible and went back to work. The day after I had the miscarriage, I worked. The the day after Paul's mum died, died, I worked. The day after my papa died, I was back at work. Do you know, I don't didn't take any time off because I thought that in my head, I think I thought that people wouldn't cope at work without me. Mm. They wouldn't be able to deliver without me being there. And actually, I realised that that was a that was a mistake on my part. I wasn't giving these people the trust that they deserved. I worked with fantastic co-workers. The, the, the team that I've got are amazing and they absolutely can deliver without me being there but I just couldn't in my brain compute that I didn't revolve myself around that so that change in mindset actually which probably was a build-up of huge amounts of stress and worry and angst has completely flipped and I've just went Do you know what they're absolutely coping I've not even thought about work for two weeks I've not really had to think about much else. I've had a, a really lovely time and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll figure out I'm back at work on Monday. I'll right. figure all the chaos when it comes back. Uh-huh. And so do you feel as if now the next time chaos comes, because that's life, isn't it? Yeah. That you'll deal with it differently? Will you take more yeah. than that? Will you, will you take more time when you need it now? Yeah, I'll definitely be able to take more time and that's, that's really important. And it, it's whether you think that you've, you need it or don't you need it do you know that's absolutely the case you might not need it immediately at that very second but you will come to need it and actually how this has happened and panned out and having these couple of weeks now to reflect has been fabulous because that's it it's it's at the time where in my brain I can now sort of reflect on everything and figure out exactly what's happening but moving forward I'm not going to get myself to the point where I've built that up Mm-hmm. and I've, I've struggled to, mm-hmm. to this point um, I'll definitely be able to to reflect and review and actually I'm, I'm hoping that obviously the things that have happened over the past 12 months has probably meant that chaos is going to continue but I've also accepted that I need to take that little bit of help I thought I could do everything for everybody at all, the t- at all times I could be there for Carol every minute of every day if she needed me and she phoned me and I'd stop working and I do whatever I need but actually that's not the case so she's learned right okay when Emma's working I can phone her after five o'clock I live in a little tiny village in Ayrshire and we have the best community 
they look after her like she's their own children. She's out every single day. So she doesn't need me in that sense now. She's got Uh to the point where she's learned that independence. I've also made contact with Ayrshire Carers Alliance so that I can get that little bit of care. I've never been a carer before. I've never had to... I mean, the lady that I'm looking after is double my age. Never expected to have to be that responsibility, you know. So having that support network has absolutely given us the the capabilities to know that the chaos is never going to be what that was Uh last year. And you said that the changed mindset is only six or eight weeks old. What do you think actually was the catalyst for? do Do you remember the moment the mindset changed? Was it gradual? Was it sudden? No, it, it was pretty sudden. After Paul's mum passed away, there was, as I said, you know, I, I love to spin all the plates. And Paul, my husband's an only child. It's just me, him and his dad now. And I had taken him to, that I was going to deal with everything for his dad. His dad had absolutely been dealing with everything. His own grief, he'd lost his wife at such a young age and, and whatnot. So I had been giving him all the support he needed. And I get a phone call. And they were asking me all these questions about Paul's mum. And it, 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 it got me really worked up and upset. And it was at that stage where I had, in my head, very logically, I understood where I was on that sort of grief journey. I'd had the sadness. I'd had the worry and the concern. I'd been worried about everybody else. And I, I, at that moment, I realised I'd hit that anger stage where actually all I was was angry at Paul's mum for dying. Mm. I was angry that she'd passed away. I was angry that not only had she passed away, she'd left us to deal with the the family that she, Paul's mum didn't, didn't work in her sort of later years and was a full-time carer for the, the family we now care for, that it got to that point and it was after a phone call with, I can't even remember who the phone call was with, I just put the phone down, turned around to Paul, burst into tears and said, I just cannot take this any longer. And it was just that build-up of, knowing in myself logically where I was in that journey that it had got to that point where I knew that the next part of it was going to be the acceptance stage mm-hmm. so I knew that in that journey I've been in enough courses so skill courses whatnot that I knew I knew that the journey of grief that I was on and I knew that the next stage of that uh, stage after the anger was going to be acceptance make sure that what I was accepting was suitable yeah uh-huh you know, and, and, and benefiting me and going to be working for me and not just dealing with acceptance in that horrible situation that I was in, spinning all those plates, dealing with everything that we had been left all at the one time. Aye. And so you're one of the younger women that have been on my podcast, I honestly say. Do you feel, because I listen to you talk and it's beautiful to hear you being in a place where you're saying, I'm not going to spin all the plates anymore. I'm going to have a bit more self-care. I'm going to prioritise myself sometimes. Do you feel lucky that you've learnt that lesson at 29? And that the rest of your life is now going to be informed by that moment? Definitely. More than absolutely, I think my mum wouldn't mind saying that I think what I've just told you about there is something that my mum didn't learn until a bit later in her life. And she would absolutely admit that. She probably has told you that on a podcast herself. And I I look at my mum now and think where my mum is now, she's in a fabulous place. She's got a wonderful life. She's so settled. 
really is willing to take care of herself and only, not only herself, because unfortunately for her, she's still got two quite needy children, <laughs> and I think 29 and 25 or whatever um, Beth is now. But I'm feeling really grateful because I've probably learned what my mum really struggled to learn over mm-hmm. uh, quite a chaotic life for however many years quite early on and I'm, I'm just grateful that I've had her wisdom and knowledge at the same time to be able to to for her to be able to sort of knock it on the head with me and say well look what you're dealing with here's my experience and uh-huh. and actually this is going to make your life so much better don't wait until you're you're nearly 50 and uh-huh. and sort that out at that point so no that absolutely was I'm so grateful for it oh the future's bright isn't it absolutely is it is thank you so much for joining me on the podcast emma no problem at all thanks for having me Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.